In this episode of Man Versus Marriage, it's all about the development. How is your marriage going to develop? How is your personal life going to develop? And really, what are Jeannie and I doing uh, to develop ourselves? We're going to give you the framework here coming soon. Let's go get after it. Versus marriage, it is out of cute diggity dog in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie. Jeannie, what's up? Hey, baby. We are here because we got some things that we got to talk about in this list of shows where we want to grow, help you grow as a relationship, um, but also, you know, your marriage, your relationship, and whatever else it is that you want to do. And we are in the process ourselves of challenging ourselves to grow. So, Let's make sure that you, we're making sure that we're doing what we need to do to grow. And this list can evolve as we go. Um, the list also, uh, I, I think as it evolves, uh, we might add to or take away just because we might be in different places. So let's go for it. Let's talk about what we're going to do. Remember the email address, Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. Remember to go and leave a 55-star rating and review. Um, and let's go, uh, let's go broaden this platform together. Let's get on this quest. Let's reach men about marriage. Let's reach women about marriage. And this is how we do it. And Jeannie is doing the happy dance. So with that... My caffeine is hitting. <laughs> uh, okay. I hand it over to you. Let's talk about it. Go. Well, Quincy and I decided this year that we were going to make a reading list and kind of a action plan for what we're going to do this year to go along with our goals and, um, you know, d just different areas of our life. I have a different um, outline for what I read and, and what I'm doing this year because I have more time and I have a different, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Different focus because Quincy works a long day job and uh, I have more time to read and I love to read so it's a little different um, anyway so we're both doing books that are geared towards bettering ourselves. I'm also doing books to um, kind of grow my faith in, in different areas and I'm also working on craft books to better my writing and um my speaking abilities because uh, outside of you and I talking on a microphone together, I don't really do that. So that's one of those things. But uh, Quincy and I have some similar books, some different books. Maybe you guys will enjoy it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you want to discuss where you are looking at right now first? Sure. Sure. I'm, uh, I'm looking at a framework based on my needs. And that is, that's how I in particular am approaching this and I want to make sure that I do something like to keep it like super simple is possible the kiss the kiss principle for me um I don't I don't want to overcomplicate it because I tend to do that sometimes but for me you know my what am I doing to challenge myself I'm a firm believer 
um, that you need to, you know, in my opinion, you'll be able to rest when you're dead um, because you'll be eternal and you'll be able to rest. Uh, It's not that rest is not important here, but my energy, I want to develop into whatever my calling is. And so I kind of have it categorized as far as goals go. And it's uh, in my faith, my family, and uh, in my health. And part of my faith is my calling. And my calling um, is, to me, is developed by God. And so I want to, I want to take these days that, uh, that I have that are numbered, obviously, for us all. And I want to be a little bit better tomorrow than I am today. And how do you do that? So how do you, how do you build a bank account, honey? What do yeah. you do? You One open coin a, at a time, huh? <laughs> One coin at a time. Not necessarily, but you know that's one way to do it. But you open a bank account. Generally, when you open a bank account, you have to have money mm-hmm. to open it. And then the the real, I mean, there you get some sort of a small interest that builds, but it is minute. It's there. It's inconsequential. So in order for this particular account to grow, what must you do? Invest. You must invest your money into it. Now that doesn't, I'm not talking about stock market or what else or whatever. I'm talking about you need to put some funds into this bank account so when you use it, when you go to use it, you have the funds available. And that's what we do when we decide to challenge ourselves. We need things outside of us to challenge us. We need people that are doing what we want to do but are ahead of us in the game. That's why you are listening to this podcast because you want to build a better marriage. And Jeannie and I are in front of you. We're at a different place on the journey in many respects. So if we are going to be the best version of ourselves, if we're going to maximize our impact in this life, then we have to make investments in ourself. Mm-hmm. And so with that, that comes from what? That comes from experiences together. That comes from writing. That comes from reading. And it comes from listening to people who are farther ahead on the path than we are. So that is, that's what it is. And you might make yours a bit more simple, but I took books. There's one book I have not read at all. There's uh, the other books I have read or I've at least listened to, and I'm in the process of reading them. And they're very, they are very calculated by me because I want to, I want to read these books. And the thing is, is it's like you can read a book and then you can move on and you say, wow, that's really good. But where's the frequency? What keeps it fresh within you so that you continue um, to use these principles you've developed? Much like our check-ins. What keeps those fresh? It's knowing what our needs are. So now we have an idea of the things we need to talk about. Are you developing this? Are you doing this? Are you working towards this? How is this in your life? Is your tank full? So on and so forth. That's what we're doing here. So we want to give you a peek behind the curtain to see what we're doing to challenge ourselves, so that hopefully you take up a challenge 
for yourself. It doesn't have to be exactly like ours. Like I say, I, I give you our experience, and then you take and make your own version of that. And if we can help you, you have the email, quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. I'm already coaching some of you guys out there in the uh, man versus marriage nation. You, you already, you're already being coached by me, and I'm giving you pointers and tips and challenging you to get better, challenging your current mindset, giving you a fresh perspective on the things that uh, you know are, are, are working hard to sometimes derail you. But here's one thing that occurred to me, you know, when it comes to the check-ins, we were pretty heavy early on about talking about hard talks. Every check-in doesn't have to be a hard talk. And as a matter of fact, for Jeannie and I, it's transformed into dreaming. Like, dreaming. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> clouds, but no, it's transformed think, into dreaming. I think we, we're not really... I don't see the conversations we're having in, as being in the clouds because... We definitely know where we're going. We have it set in our mind that um, this is a stepping stone, which means we're going somewhere beyond here. We already have that set. That's not a cloud. That's that's a confirmed decision. Um, and now we're just going to a place of what does it look like to me? What does it look like to you? What do we both need as we're moving forward and then where do we both see um, our calling and where we're going individually and together over the next however long. And so I think because we're, we've been doing, I know a lot of it for both of us was uh, the Julia Gentry book, the dream I dare you. That one kind of kickstarted a lot of stuff for both of us. Mm -hmm just because it helped to shut down some of the limiting mindsets and put it, put us both in a place to say, okay, now, now that I know why I'm doing that, I don't need to let that govern how I think about things anymore. And I think that kind of opened some stuff for both of us. Um, I, I just, I don't really look at it as clouds right now. Right now I look at it as uh, more of making a map. Yeah. I think we're now we're looking at um, step one. Where's the first stop on the map that we need to get to? Because we know that we have a, a basic timeline that we're looking at. And we're saying, okay, this is what we want. These are the non-negotiables. These are the things that are absolute. We have to have these are things that either way it goes, we'll be okay. We just need to decide which one is more pertinent at the time mm -hmm. and um, kind of go from there. And then from that, we've just both started looking at um, no longer limiting ourselves for what we see coming or what we want to have in our life. Um, I Right now, I, I've, I've read a few of these books, a couple of them I'm rereading. Um, some of them... I haven't read it all yet, but but I'm getting ready to because I've I've either had them on my shelf and I've been looking at them, or and they're just now talking to me, or um, I'm doing them with someone else in a partnership and a, a commitment to help them while helping myself at the same time. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Our clouds have kind of changed. I think 
we're actually, I think we're actually openly dreaming now. It's not so much a, we're going way up here and this is not even feasible. Now we're at the place where it's feasible. What are we going to do to get there and what does it look like once we get there? It's a little yeah. different, I think, now. I guess so. I mean, if if that's the way you're rationalizing it and you're putting it together, that's good. I go to the clouds. Um, I call it going to the clouds because it's it's my calling. You know, it's bigger. I need to think bigger to scare gotcha. myself. I've, I've, we've got to be scared by the things that we are planning. Um, it's got to frighten us a little bit in order for us to grow. Um, it's, it reminds me of when I was, you know, three years old and my sister pushed me off that 15 foot tall porch and I busted my head on a brick. That is actually only like an 18 inch porch, but correct. It's okay. At three years old though, it was a lot taller. It looks yeah, taller for some reason. Um, and that is, that's what it is where we're at. We need a dream. We need to dream big enough to freak us out. But as we grow and we revisit these places, it'll be like, man, I thought that was 15 feet, but at the time it was 18 inches. And that's what's going to get us to the point to where we can get more interactive with you as a listener, where we can come and visit the places where you are and help you in real time and real conversations. I truly, truly believe that. So that, you know, not just with this podcast, but also with our life, because, you know, many, many times if you have children, you will have the opportunity to be just you and your wife again, or for wives, you know, you and your husband. And for us, save a miracle, uh, that will not happen for Jeannie and I. We're going to have Hunter and Kirsten with us forever. And so what can we do? Where can we put ourselves? How can we surround ourselves with people um, that think like we do, that are like-minded about family and about growth and about making an impact? And then what can we do for Hunter and Kiki that they can go out and do that themselves? Uh, because I, I, as, as odd as it may sound, if you've ever met them, they're in there. They are. And they want to have something. They want a meaningful experience themselves. And so in order for us to honor you, the listener, and those that, uh, those that have autism in their family, Jeannie and I have learning, exploring, and things to learn and overcome, experiences to have, so that we can in turn turn around and say, hey, come up here where we are. Make your way here. Because the vantage point is so much different. If you're in, a, in an army that's marching... That's two miles long. It's not possible for somebody in the in the back or in the middle to see what the people in front see yeah. until they get there. So you need to build the courage to continue marching on in this journey. And so we have people that we look at and say, okay, you're doing what it is we want to do. And uh, there's a gap between us. So I'm coming. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way, and I'm counting on you to challenge yourself so the gap stays pretty good size because I want those people who are ahead of me to continue to grow so they continue to challenge me. I don't want them to get stagnant. If I catch them, they're probably not doing something right <laughs> unless I'm furthering what it is they've done. So that's the explanation, and I would say, you know, this is – 
this is probably one of the more powerful years that I think we've ever had going into it. I think, so the difference for me this year is um, I have a different focus. I have, I, I don't know, I just sort of switched gears. Um, if y'all have been listening for a while, I'm not a go-to-church person, but I do have my faith. I do have my belief. But like Quincy said, the, in the last month or so, we've talked more about our faith and what we're learning and how we're growing than we have in several years. Um, and this year, I think that's kind of shifted gears for me a little bit because I'm not just focused on getting work done. I'm focused on getting myself worked on mm -hmm. and moving forward. Um, you know, I've, I've taken a different approach this time and it, I, I feel better. Like mentally I feel better. Emotionally I feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my awareness is a lot more acute now than what it was in the beginning. And, um, so I'm taking more responsibility for things that I'm noticing and, and, um, I don't know. It just, it, it feels different this year. It feels like, like I told you the other day, it feels like we're standing on a cliff and I want to jump. I just don't know what I'm jumping into yet, but I know I'm, I'm, I'm rearing up to jump. I just don't know where that's going to land. Um, but I'm in a good enough headspace that I'm not terrified to jump off. Mm -hmm. Normally I'm the one that's like, hold on, pull us back down from the clouds, put everything back on the ground. I'm not comfortable with this. And at this point where we're at, I'm not struggling with any of that. I'm, I'm not, I have my moments where I worry about, you know, where we're going to move to and where we want to live. But then the, the minute I start thinking about it, it shifts gears because it, it wouldn't really matter. I mean, we've been taken care of, so why wouldn't I be taken care of in this location or that location? Why, why wouldn't I still have that same blessing upon me no matter where I go? Mm -hmm. So it, it's just shifting my mindset and now that I'm working with somebody else and kind of um paired myself with someone and it was it it was kind of silly because um she's an important person in my life and and she's going through something and so we got together and one night she texted me and said hey I'm I'm doing this 40-day book and uh, I'm I want I just wanted to let somebody know because she wanted accountability I said okay well you want me to do it with you now, we're in two different locations. We were nowhere near each other. And she's like, sure. So I got the book and we started doing this 40 day thing together. And um, it's helped both of us because it, it's a biblical based devotional kind of thing. But I don't have the same belief structure as some of the things in the book and neither does she. So we question back and forth. And I think that kind of helped shift where my mindset was because now there's someone else that I'm kind of coming alongside with and working with and we don't there there's still some things we don't talk through yet we're getting there but um having somebody to partner with made a big difference mm -hmm. um you and I partner in, in some things but it it's not always partnering with your spouse sometimes it's you need to find someone else who's either going through the same thing or looking for the same thing 
and you pair yourself up with them and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. It's kind of like finding your gym buddy. You know, I, I could go to the gym and work out and be content, but I would rather go with a buddy and have somebody. I like going with Mo because she challenges me. She's younger than me. She lifts more weight than I do. So I push myself to match my kid because if I catch her in weights, she's immediately going, okay, I have to bump it. I have to, I have to, cause she has to yeah. beat mom. Actually her goal is to beat dad, but <laughs> bring it on. Well, beat mom first and she's happy. So it, it, it's the same thing in this. It's not about trying to be better than this person. It's about coming alongside and saying, okay, I understand what you're struggling with because Quincy and I have been through that same situation and this is how we handled it. And then you and I were going through something, and I'm sending her messages going, I don't know why today, but this is irritating the hell out of me. And it, I don't I don't know why. And then she'll come back and say, okay, have you asked about this? Have you asked about that? And it's like, of course I haven't asked about that. You know, I no, I'm just telling you I'm frustrated. And we're able to, to work through that together and kind of get to a point where we're like, okay, I feel better. I'm talking these things through, but I'm also working through the process with somebody else, I guess. Yeah. I mean, anytime, do you want to, do you want to challenge yourself to grow? Go help somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Uh, like you and this, this particular Jill, you know, the both of you are women. So you have a shared experience there. And then, you know, even though you guys have, you know, a mutual friendship already, when she reads a part of the same book that you read, her perspective, her thought process, her mindset will be different. So it can challenge you and you can give her, you can give her another perspective and, and vice versa. So it's like you guys are challenging each other to make one another better. And then you're open to take whatever that mindset is and challenge that mindset. Mm -hmm. So to give one another something to think about. And it is like a gym buddy. It's like when Gus and I used to go to the gym. You know, it's like, uh, what do you want to do? I, I want to hit two plates. He would say, I want to hit two plates. I want to hit it this many times. This is what I want to do. It's like, okay, let's get two plates and hit it. And, you know, before long, two plates is what, you know, we were doing sets with instead of just hitting it. And before long, we could use two plates as a warm-up. And that was the place that we started, so we challenged each other to get better. And I think it's good not wanting to let someone else down, so you challenge yourself to follow through. If you don't read the book, you're letting yourself down, but you're also letting the commitment down that you made to Jill. Well, and it was also like, so the, the book we're working with is a 40-day sugar fast. And so um, we started doing it. The, the original intent for Jill was she just wants to kick the habit of sugar, but she was using the devotional because she she's in a funk and she just wanted something to put her focus on God sure, so that she could get a better mindset and at the same time not crave sugar. I was like, okay, cool. I'll do, I'll do a sugar fast with you, no problem. And the fact is there's been a couple of times in my, our 40 days where we've had cheat days and things for other people and it's like, I can't do that. Yesterday was the hardest one for me because I didn't even think about it. I was making Kirsten's little cake for our party and 
it's a habit. When you make the cake batter and you do the frosting, you lick the spoon. And I, I had it so close to my mouth and went, oh, I can't do that. I mean, and it was just natural habit. I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't hungry for it. It was just yeah. something I always do. And I was like, ooh, I can't do that. And But my first thought wasn't just, I can't do that because I promised somebody else that I wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And then it's, but I also promised myself I wouldn't do this. And so I had to go back and put, you know, my, my and I, I let her know. I was like, dude, I had a moment today. <laughs> And I, I, there's been three or four of them where I've said, I've, I've texted her and said, oh, I almost, I almost, she's like, I don't even crave it anymore. I don't even think about it. It's not even in my, my mindset. I, I don't even want anything anymore. And I'm like, that's great for you. I am not that person yet. I'm getting there. But I, we've also had, you know, birthdays and holidays and this stuff where for me, I'm the baker. Yeah. So, you know, if you're making chocolate chip cookies, you taste better. Well, and, and to your credit, <laughs> you know, my cousin and I, um, we really, really work on accountability, if you will, mm-hmm. and learning. And this particular cousin, you know, we're doing one of these workbooks together, and it's it's really odd how similar we are in personality. And when you have somebody that's similar in personality, they still have a different perspective and so there have been times where, like in this particular deal with uh, the Julia Gulia book, my personality type is a two. But when I get emotional and upset and mad, I run to eight. And it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a healthy mindset. And I've texted before and I said, "Oh, it is an eight day. I am showing my <laughs> tail." Blah da blah da blah. And so we can get together and talk through those situations and say well and it's like well i'm i'm going through this and this is what was said and this is what's happening and i can say well here's my perspective on that as a two that goes to an eight have you considered this and that having somebody in the game with you is it's paramount you know it's very very important to me so i suggest that you do that now look, let's get let's get into what it is. Let's get it into what it is we're doing because I want I want to give you that. I I didn't necessarily want to bury the lead. We just got into a conversation <laughs> to talk about what it is we're doing. So Jeannie, talk through your books. Talk through what it is you've got you you're doing. Your books are. Um okay, so right now I have um, Rhonda Brian, I think is her last name. Um, I've read The Secret. I have The Magic and the Power that I'm, I'm getting ready to read. Um, those are all based around the law of attraction and your mindset and how you think. And um, there's actually a lot of, of biblical principle without using biblical phrases in scripture. So um, I'm, I'm finding that those are helping quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still doing the devotional with Jill. We have two coming up that we're going to do together. Um, I'm letting her pick those and just going with her for this ride. And we'll see where that leads me. And then um, I'm still working through. I've read through The Dream I Dare You with Julia Gentry. I started the workbook, but the workbook itself 
is uh, very in-depth. So I haven't gone all the way through it yet. I've just started it and I'm going back through the book a second time to kind of brush up and make sure I'm, I'm staying with the same thought process. A lot of her book also coincides with The Secret, which makes it great. Um, I am going to reread The Power of One More because I think I, I got about 70% through it last year and I just didn't get it done and I want to go back and refresh because I really liked Ed Milet's book mm-hmm. and um, it, it did motivate me to get some other things going on. Um, Green Lights, I'm going to go through a second time from Matthew McConaughey and then I have uh, a series of books about writing and my craft that I'm going to do but those are all a separate deal for myself. But right now, that's kind of where I'm sitting. I'm going to stick with my Jill and our 40-day deals for a little while. And then there's a couple of, um, like, working on your mind and your, your heart and your thought process. I'm really focusing on my mind and keeping my, my thoughts in a good place. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm going to start there. I'm going to hone in on that first and see where that takes me through the year. And see if I can't get myself to stay in a positive set. That that's my goal is to stay on the on the positive side of things. Yeah, and like I've told you, like we were talking, you know, I've had I've had a bunch of aha moments. I had a bunch of aha moments in twenty twenty three. And I had just have this part of me that says, I don't need any more aha moments. If they come, great. Bring it on because they inspire you. When you get an aha moment, it's like, wow, this is just, this is life-changing. Now it's about small, consistent activity, small, consistent action. And and so that's why I wanted to come back to these books because when I set out to, re- like, redefine who I want to be as a man and I redefine my personal philosophy, I was listening to Ed Milet a lot. Because you need to put good things in you. The cares of this world will get to you. The political landscape, the the financial pressures, the argument with your wife, you know, I can't stand my boss. Those things will, they'll get to you. And they will start to stifle the growth of the new things you're doing in your life. So you need to be very calculated and you need to be very intentional about what you do. Um, and so I would, I used... Uh, my, my travel time to start my day off with positive messages and positive guests and people that I learned from uh, with Ed Milet's podcast, among other things, books and whatnot. And so what I found was there's a lot of great information out there, much like this podca- podcast. There's great information. But what am I doing to set action in front of me so that I'm actually executing on something? And what am I doing to make sure that these things stay fresh in me until they become a part of what I would say is my operating system? Because I want to be the gatekeeper for those things. Mm-hmm. I want to start to build my mentality. I want to start to build my my attitude. I want to build my values based on X, Y, and Z. And these are books that kind of expanded on that. Some And obviously there's things in these books that gave me new principles or new points of view. So that's why I'm saying these are books that have been incredibly impactful. I need to go deeper. 
and I need to find that I need to figure out for myself what is what is that refresh that I need to keep it on? What's the loop to where I'm I'm keyed in? Because there are some there are some podcasts that I listen to. Uh, you know, when I'm traveling, when it's bedtime, I'll just turn it on. So I try to get something in there via osmosis, or it's a it's a message that I need to continually hear because it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. And I've gained new experiences, so I need to make sure those things are are key. And I'm not doing this in such a way where I can't just live my life like a human being. But it's stuff that I do to invest. Like I talked about the bank account, I'm trying to invest as much as I can into this account so when it comes time for me to make a withdrawal, there are plenty of funds in there. And how do I withdraw that? It's coming to this microphone and giving you guys what I'm doing and giving you guys my shared experience with our marriage and working to become a better version of me and learning how to better communicate with my wife, better communicate with my children, how to be a better professional. And that's where I come and take withdrawals so that I can spend it on you guys. And so I hope I didn't just repeat myself, but that's what that's what these books came into. I've got some goals that I want to meet for, you know, 2024. And uh, I'll share those I'll share those with you guys now. And uh, those goals involve losing 40 pounds. It was 30 pounds, but I didn't do the holidays like I normally do. So now it's going to be 40 pounds. Could be a few more. Uh, I want to do, I think we might have come close to this or done more, but I want to do a minimum of 25,000 push-ups in 2024. Um, So that's very important to me. Uh, I'm going to, I want to make sure that I box at least three times a week as I'm setting up the gym. That way I can get, it's very good from a stress management Mm -hmm. point of view. Um, it's also good from a cardio point of view and there's, there's few cardio things that I can actually do because of these good old knees. Um, and then I want to, uh, I want to continue to hit the gym a minimum of four times this year. And I've got a program that I'm rotating through, you know, relative to sets and, and weight and frequency. So I look forward to doing that. My eating, though, is what's going to drive the majority of my weight loss because then I want to go for a consult. It's ultimately to go for a consult and see about removing this loose skin, you know, for this, which at that time, if, you know, when I get down to that, that's going to be. What, 382? So, whatever those numbers are, <laughs> it's 142. Um, let's see, 100 pounds to 282, 40 pounds to 242. So, that's 140. And then another uh, 30 pounds. So, it'd be about 170, 172 pounds that I will have taken off at the time. And, you know, in your mid 40s, after you've done it over a decade, you get loose skin. And uh, that's so that's what I'm aiming for to do that part Uh, for my faith. I have goals set for my faith. What I want to do in the a.m. and the p.m. Doing more journaling, starting at 15 minutes, you know, front and back half of the day and then increasing that. Uh, And then in our in our family Bible study, 
or in our Bible study, I want to contribute. I want to become more of a contributor there, uh, not take it over by any means, but I just want to. I want to have meaningful words based on my experience and my faith to help those that are on the podcast. I say the podcast on the Bible study. <laughs> it's a wonderful group of people. Um, the books. So I'm I'm currently in a program called the Arate Syndicate, and it's led by uh, Andy Versilla and uh, Ed Milet. I am going to be looking at these books this year. I don't know the name of that Jim Quick book, um, but uh, Limitless. Limitless by Jim Quick, Dream I Dare You by Julia Gentry, aka Julia Gulia, <laughs> um, The Power of One More by Ed Milet, The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins, and then It Takes What It Takes, and shoot, I don't have Trevor's last name here. I'll have to put it in the show notes. I'll put a link to all these these books that we're doing. I'll put a link into the, in the show notes so you guys can run after them and go get it. Uh, for the podcast, the first quarter of 2024, Jeannie and I will be on video, and my goal is to have one of those shows live so we can interact together during the show, which I am extremely excited about. There's nothing like it. And then the other episodes, those will be in this format, but you'll get to see us on video, which we've already argued about where the camera's going to go and who's going to be what. And, and the office moving and all that fun Yeah, stuff. we've already had a nice little argument about We're that. We're getting there. But we'll We're figure it out. Um, and then, uh, so... Hard talks, people. Hard talks. Yeah. I want to do that, get the video going. Uh, I want to get my book written this year. Which, you and me both. Yeah. You, you, we are. <laughs> Well, we are. I, I have a different, I, I'm planning on getting the first four out this year. Um, I've got myself a writing goal for day, each day. I've got myself, um, I gave myself January to line some things out, to get my goals together, to get my head straight, to figure out what I want to do, how I want to do it. Um, now that we have another driver in the house, that gives me a little bit more freedom in the morning to take some more time to myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on that. Um, as far as the podcast goes, Quincy and I have kind of kicked this idea around. We've talked about it a little bit, but it has not been completely fleshed out, but we will be looking into, uh, I will probably either be writing or doing something for the women's side of man versus marriage because moms and wives don't think like husbands and fathers. And I think that it's important that we get both sides, um, out there and I would like to get more wives involved in what's going on and get their feedback of what what their situations are and how they're feeling and um you know just kind of take both sides of the coin so to speak yeah uh, majority of our listeners right now that we communicate with are the guys we have a few women but most of it's the guys and i want to change that because it's not just the guys involved in the marriage um i think that that's something that i'm i'm looking at i'll let y'all know when i figure out what that entails completely i think it's really interesting that we do have so many guys that want to be better at marriage yeah because normally like i think the stigma or maybe the stereotype is is it's the women always looking to make the marriage better always wanting to go to the therapist or always looking for yeah something. yeah and in this case there are guys like tried and true guys that are like what can i do better mm -hmm. and that's something i appreciate and sometimes their wife will chime in and there's been times where we've gotten emails from a wife. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
we love it. It it helps us it helps us go back and think of the things we did that are relative to those experiences and help it helps us remember you know, oh yeah, this particular principle. Uh, so this is what we need to do. And then we can go and share that with you. And it's really, I really love the concept that I developed, which is called standing outside the frame. It, uh, to me, it's, it's a game changer, among other things that we do. So that's where we're at. I have some family goals uh, that Jeannie and I have talked about on some other, you know, on some other um, episodes relative to needs. Um, we are, you know, just openly, lo- we're looking at um, making a move from our current state uh, once our daughter graduates high school because we, we want to be in a spot where we're settled. And one of the biggest things, you know, just giving you a peek behind the curtain before we close this out, one of the biggest things when we moved from California to Texas, I didn't know if it was going to be forever, but in my prayer time and in, in seeking God's heart about it, I knew it was going to be a catalyst for us. Yeah, we, we, we kind of knew that coming in. That I think within the first few months, we both figured out real quick that this is not the, this is not the permanent stay. This is, this is just the jumping off point. Yeah, and it's, it's a fantastic place, and thank God for Texas. Yeah. Thank God for Texas and, you know, here in the United States of America because there is a lot. I hate HOAs, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> HOAs, I pay, I'm paying for this land. How dare you tell me what I can do with it? And I know you might push back. I don't care. Look, I don't want 60 cars out in my front yard, but HOAs are ridiculous. And if you're the member or the leader of an HOA, you can email me and we we can talk about it. But I just can't stand it. Anyway, um, it's been a great change of pace. And I love the state of Texas. I really do. I do, too. There's a lot of patriotism. There's a lot of state pride here, which warms my heart. I truly, truly dig it. Um, you know, it's a it's a very cowboy mentality here, and you don't. I didn't really think that coming here. I thought it was going to be more like you know Southern hospitality, which when you get out of the big city, it's still there. Just wonderful people here in Texas. It's a melting pot. I mean, my next door neighbor, where we bought this house, is from the city that Jeannie is from. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? The guy at Home Depot from from the city where Jeannie lived, out in California. And it's like, this is wild. But, you know, we look at that and, uh, and we go, I, I've spent some time in Oklahoma. I love the state of Oklahoma. It is a hidden jewel in the United States. And uh, if you've never been there to visit and met the people, quality human beings, beautiful, beautiful scenery, just really a neat place. And so it's, it, that's not necessarily one of the places we're going. We, we have a couple other ideas in mind. So if you have faith, if you are a man or a woman of, of faith, you know, pray for us that we would get that direction because we want to be, I myself personally want to be in the center of God's will. And I don't, I don't talk a lot of faith on this podcast, um, but when I do, it's my prerogative to do so because it's a part of who I am. So I want to be in the center of, of God's will for my calling so that we can, we are in a position to best impact you as the listener and get to you, get to you with more information and more interaction and more engagement uh, so that your life truly transforms. And uh, 
so that that's like a look behind the scenes there. We have, you know, personal family goals. We have our 2024 boards up. Um, under mine, I want to take the, the mentality of Coach Saban. He's looking. I cut. I did a cutout. He's looking outside of, of the picture, and I did not know that that was going to be prophetic for him retiring. Holy cow, we haven't even talked about that on this podcast. Another um, day, another day. Yeah, um, but a tribute. Coach Saban, if you ever listen to this, or Miss Terry, or anybody that's an Alabama fan, God bless you for picking the University of Alabama. And thank you for 17 years of uh, helping develop men. It's a passion that's after my own heart. I coached football myself, and it was so much more than football. And, uh, you know, sometimes you hear people say, oh, it's just football. Why is it such a big deal? And one of these days, I'm going I'm going to lead the way to talk about why it's not just football. Because there are my football coaches. Matter of fact, I was telling Jeannie a story a couple of days ago. Uh, just made an, a major impact in my life when life was going really bad. And they built me, they challenged me, and I still hear their words today when I'm going through adversity in my life. And that's over 30 years ago. So while the game is the, is the mechanism, it's really the impact you make on the lives of these young men. And when you coach, you sacrifice a lot of time for your family so that you can help raise and mentor other people's sons. And it's a big deal all the way from Pop Warner on up to the NFL. These are somebody's sons. And it takes a lot of people, a lot of time, and a lot of effort. And it's a cutthroat business because people want to win. Well, you walk away from it. It's like uh, it's like Coach Saban says, you know, if you don't show up, is somebody going to miss you? And if somebody misses you because you didn't show up, then you're doing something right. And, uh, man, I miss him. <laughs> he's still here, but I miss him. So with that being said, that's what it looks like for us. You know, we're putting our goals out there. We're putting ourselves out there so that you have an idea of where we're at. And hopefully we have the sense enough, you know, as we get halfway through the year to do a check-in show with you guys on where we're at, what we're accomplishing. And hopefully at the middle of this year, we're seeing you on video. We're interacting with you live. And then Jeannie's got a couple of books out. She's a published author, um, and we have some more direction for where we're at. Our kids uh, will be well on their way to what they're going to be doing after the next phase of this life uh, in high school as they've become adults, and here we go, boys and girls. Let's get ready to rumble. I will throw out there, because we are talking about books, and I know it's not easy to, um, if you read like I do, it's an expensive habit. Um, so a couple things you can do if you can afford to get a subscription to Kindle Unlimited. That's what I have on my phone. You don't have to have the actual Kindle thing if you don't want to because they're kind of pricey. But um, the Unlimited, I think my my monthly subscriptions between twelve and fifteen bucks, and I can. It's like a library card. You can get the books, and uh, you know when you're done reading them, you return them. And you can go back and you can get them again if you want to. And it's still just the same fee every month. The other thing you can do if you're like Quincy and, you know, time to read is a little difficult when you're on the road a lot or, um, you know, you just don't have the time to sit and read because of, of your job or your time frame. He listens to a lot of books on Audible. 
um, downloads them so that he can listen to things. It, it just, sometimes it helps with the drive too. It just makes the drive go easier. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have time to listen to podcasts, things like that, I would take a, a little bit of a lesson from Quincy and grab a few of the people that he follows. Um, I know Ed Milet's one of his biggest ones. But if you have time to do that, you can listen to a book. And it's the same thing. It's a monthly subscription. You get your your however many for the month, and you can run that way. I'm just looking at – I like paperback books, but I can't always afford to pay 20 bucks a book. So I use the Unlimited app to make it a little bit easier for me. Um, but those are just kind of cheaper, less expensive ways to, you know, get in what you're trying to get in. I know it's not, not easy. Not everybody is able to afford a lot of things at the moment, but – well, I don't want you to miss it. And that's the beauty is if you if you have a smartphone and you already it's in your budget and you're paying the service, the podcast stuff is free. YouTube stuff free. Yep. So go get it. And I really, you know, I I listen to some political podcast. I won't. I don't necessarily need to bog down this, you know, this podcast with that. But there's a lot you can learn from those as well. But I definitely recommend. Highly, highly recommend. Probably my top recommendation for personal development and challenging your life and mindset is Ed Milet, without a doubt. And there's some really good folks out there, and maybe I'll share the rest of those you know, with you, with who those are. So there's Ed Milet, and then there's this great podcast called Man Vs. Marriage with a guy named Quincy and his wife, and they will help you revitalize your life. Of course, you know that because you're already listening. All right, any final words? Nope, that'll do it. That'll do it. Okay, well, she's Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran. And this is Man Vs. Marriage, the podcast.